Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 75. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. Barbara, you're alive and you're well. We survived the (laughs) Chicago Triathlon. How'd you do? I did very well. I don't want to boast. I don't want to brag, but I ran a 24 5K, which is great for me, and um, came in eighth out of my age group out of 60. So I was I was happy. I wish we would have swam, but um, I trained really hard on the swim, and I was crushed. But I'd rather uh, not swim than uh, die. So yeah. So they canceled the swim portion of the triathlon due to hazardous water conditions, and I guess Lake Michigan was at an all time high. How did you do on your point seven mile on your point seven five mile har har run? Elvis is like a, a twenty five miler runner, just so in case y'all know. So point seven five five miles. Do tell. How did you do? Since they canceled the swim, the course was still set up, so you had to run the distance of the swim in order to get to the bike transition. Yep. So you had to start off with a .75 mile run, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and our swimmer, Stuart Steinbach, doesn't run. He only swims, so he asked me to do the run. So I wake up in the morning on Sunday, the triathlon. I run a mile and a half to the race. I wanted to warm up. So I ran that mile and a half, and then I waited for an hour. And then I ran 0.75 miles, and I did that in like four (laughs) minutes and 33 seconds. And then I had to wait an hour and 20 minutes as Sean Nowak did his bike ride. And then I got to run 6.1 miles. And by then, it was the longest day ever to run seven miles. It was... (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. It was very crowded. My times were great considering I stood around for an hour and a half waiting to run. I'll I'll take what I can get. But uh, I think we came in, uh, what did I see, 24th overall? Good for you guys. I figured you guys were going to do really well. You had a really strong team. So cool. Congratulations. Unfortunately, the swim part didn't happen. I think that would have kind of boosted our ratings a little bit because i know stewart's a strong swimmer but hey that's what he is the cool thing is this is all about raising money and the foundation of dental laboratory technology raised over seventy three thousand dollars during this triathlon awesome all the participants raising money hitting up their friends and clients and wherever we can do to get money all this money goes to grants to provide education within our industry and because we truly believe that an educated industry is a thriving industry so everybody we are back with the guys from digital dental pete vilhard and roy banwell they continue the conversation talking about crystal ultra the super cool material that should be replacing your full arch zirconia cases very soon. They go into what it takes to get one made, how to finish them, and what you need if you want to do them in your lab. They also get into the million abutments in your lab and still be compliant with FDA, which is extremely important. Sounds pretty good, right? So join us as we finish up with Pete and Roy. Nanoceramic is the new buzzword in full arch dentistry, and for a good reason. But what exactly is nanoceramic? If you're like me, you might be wondering. 
A nanoceramic is an advanced restorative material that blends ciliated glass and a polymer matrix together at the molecular or nano level. Ciliated glass drives the superior aesthetics and durability of this material, and the advanced polymer fibers drive the elasticity and lifelike feel. Blended at the perfect ratio, the glass and polymer matrix creates the ideal combination of lifelike functionality and long-term durability. Crystal Ultra by Digital Dental is comprised of 70% ciliated glass and 30% advanced polymers. This 70-30 mix is the magic that makes Crystal Ultra the ideal material for full arch dentistry, creating the perfect mix of durability and high aesthetics. In combination with the semi-flexible bar structure, a Crystal Ultra-based fixed hybrid denture is the most beautiful and durable full arch restoration in the industry, period. To learn more about the future of full arch dentistry, visit crystalultra.com voices. Crystal Ultra, feel the difference. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. I like how you emphasized a major. That's uh, pretty cool. So, okay. So we look forward to that. I can't wait. So do they come in different shades or are they shaded after milled? Yeah, I can take that. So the the pucks come in pre-shaded discs. And it's A1, A2, A3, B1, and then we have a bleach shade. And uh, we're working on coming out with more shades. But what we've found is that the vast majority of people that want a a new full arch, if they're going to have all their teeth taken out, they usually go with a B1 or a bleach shade or something. So we don't have a ton of demand for darker (laughs) shades, obviously. And then you can you can add on stains to to darken the material after it's done milled or if it's if it's perfect uh, right out of the mill then then that's not necessary. Interesting. Yeah, Elvis, um, so this is one of the the more interesting things per labs, right? Is the the way that the process works, right? So we you know we we design the bar and then there's an overdenture that goes on top of the bar. We fix those together. We we put in the implant components, right? But but once you've milled it, what we're really talking about is is some very light polishing and really not a lot of stain or glaze. So usually we put just a really light glaze coat on it and and it's done. There are some of our customers who like like to do really really high end work and and they may do some cutbacks on which you can do as well. And honestly, when you do that, it, it is unbelievable. But but it but it's amazing oh, yeah. without doing that, right? So the production function is the production cycle is really really straightforward. Which again, back to my, my point way back about zirconia, they, you know that that's as important to us is is how good the prosthetic is. Is that a lab can do this in a really efficient, you know, really cost effective way? Can I just add? It has to be a five axis and not a four, correct, Mill? It has to have a a pretty strong spindle, right? So so the mills that we okay. are making now for this product. We call it our, our Debt Mill 5XT. So it's actually something mm-hmm. exciting we came out with for Ultra, but also for digital dentures. It's got a 40-degree B-axis tilt and all sorts of stuff. But the most interesting thing, it has a really big spindle. I think it's 2.3 kilowatt. Um, so you, yep. you need a real machine 
to mill this. You need to mill, you need to optimize the milling strategies, you know, all of those sorts of things. But if you have that, you can be really effective with this. So forgive my cluelessness. So is that a, a five, is that more than a five axis or explain that to me? No, it's a five axis drill with what we would call like a really heavy duty spindle. Okay. Yeah. So you can do it with, if I have a five axis mill, could I change that spindle out? Um, if you have, upgrade? Yes, you could, your, be- your better bet is probably to get a new one focused on it. Okay. But I think with one of our mills, I think we could retrofit it. I think we, I think we, we, we might just take it back and retrofit it in our shop and send it back to you. So a few other things you can okay. do as well. And, and there's some other mills, you know, certainly some of our competitor mills can do this as well, um, but it would usually be their, their higher end version of their mill right. before you're, you're able to cut this material. And the reason is, is because even though it's not as strong as zirconia in its final state, you are milling it in its final state, right? You know? Yeah. No century cooking or anything afterwards. So your your mill final state, which means you got to have a got to have a real machine. Okay. So if a lab wanted to try this stuff, are you guys also milling it? Yeah. So, so here's what our sort of go to market strategy is, and um, we kind of designed it this way on purpose, right? So we've got a a very um, fast growing lab services group um, in Scottsdale, where really we work with our lab partners as their back end, right? So we can do anything from designing through fully finishing, or we can design and mill and send your lab an unfinished part and let your technicians take it to, to full finish, right? Uh-huh. Um, and that allows you to get started tomorrow. So Elvis, if you said, hey, I got a doctor, they're interested in, in doing one of these, we, we can start a case tomorrow. And once you've got 5, 10, 15, whatever confidence behind you, then we can talk to you about putting a mill into your lab, getting your text um, design training, all those sorts of things. But we can get you going tomorrow. And that's sort of our goal. So what on our end would be in control? Would I be able to design the bar? Would I be able to design the Crystal Ultra? Yeah. So ultimately, you could do all of that, right? Initially, what we take, actually, Roy, why don't I let you answer this, what, what the lab would need to send to us? Yeah, absolutely. So a main part of my job is is getting labs started and figuring out kind of the best way for each individual lab. So as Pete mentioned, one of the things that we highly recommend is for your first couple cases, be that 10, 50, 100, that you let us do it. And the reason for that is that we are really good at it. We do a lot of it and, and we've been doing it for a long time. So that kind of ensures that when you're giving a new product to a to a doctor that has never placed a crystal ultra hybrid before, you really want to make sure that that the first one is perfect. So in the initial stage, we like to hang on to the design. And uh, Elvis, you mentioned what can you guys design, what can we design? And the reason that we like to do the design, at least in the beginning, before you're officially trained by us, is that we want to make sure that it's going to be structurally sound. So we, we have basically, we have internal pretty strict protocol on minimum requirements for cases, minimum thickness for the bar and, and ratios between the bar and the ultra. And we are confident and we can warranty those arches going out that they meet all of our protocol that we've come up with over the last four or five years on, on the right way to do it. And, uh, and so we know that the ones coming out of our lab are going to work. We also... We do have a couple uh, larger labs. Probably our most notable one would be Rowe Dental Lab, who do oh, sure. a lot of 
yep, a lot of them in-house and we can offer the training and the machines and the support and everything that you need. But we are pretty, pretty careful about the, the cases that go out. We want them all to be right because what we don't want is bad cases going out and unhappy dentists using, using the ultra. So, so in the beginning, what we, what we usually ask for is uh, we, we ask for a wax setup from the lab, the bite, the master model, and the opposing. And from that, we, we copy mill it. And uh, in terms of what the lab controls at that stage, we can either do all the finishing or if, if you're confident in your ability to apply the gingiva and do the polishing and whatnot, we have a step-by-step protocol on, on how to do that. But if we can hang on to the design and and the milling, at least for the first couple cases, we know that they're going to be, they're going to meet all the right criteria, and that your doctors are going to be happy with them. And how do you adhere the crystal ultra to the trilor? Is that screw retained or? It's a cement. So one of the interesting oh, okay. things, yeah, one of the one of the kind of the benefits about using trilor, it's becoming more popular and common for people to do the thimble prep bars in the lab industry as people look to move towards more of that type of material. And with Ultra, since you can mill it out in a one-piece overlay, you don't have to do individual crowns, which means you can, it's, it's just two pieces. It's a roundish bar and a Crystal Ultra overlay. And so that makes milling significantly faster. Uh, it takes about 90 minutes to mill a, a Trilor bar on our machine and about two hours to mill the arch. And then you cement them together. We use Relyx 2. It's a, a cement that most people are familiar with. And you get a very strong chemical bond between the two materials, which means that you don't have to build in a lot of mechanical retention into the bar and the and the uh, prosthetic. It's just a Relyx 2 cement, and it's good to go. And it becomes screw accessible to the doctor through both materials. Yep. So we, yep. we, mill, we mill the holes in, in the Trilor bar and if necessary into the ultra too, but sometimes the ultra doesn't even touch the abutment. Cool. What's the usual turnaround time for these? When we do them in our lab, it takes about two weeks if they're unfinished and about three weeks if they're finished. And uh, the, the process itself, one of the most attractive things about it to labs is since you don't have to fire arches, which obviously zirconia arches sit for 10 plus hours in the, in the centering oven, uh, you can actually turn them around a lot faster than you would with uh, many of the other alternatives. So it's it's something that can be done a lot faster. Uh, but in our internal lab, it's about it's about two weeks for unfinished and three weeks for finished. And the main reason for that is we're we're getting a large amount of volume from from our lab partners. The majority of the arches that come out of our lab go to our lab partners and are then distributed to their dentists. And so we're we're seeing a lot of volume and it, we're always adding new machines and hiring new people. And 2019 has been a, a exciting year for the Crystal Ultra Hybrid. Where's your lab at? Uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah, in Phoenix. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and really, we, we should be, a lab should be able to deliver an unfinished in three to five days or a finished in five to seven days. It's, it's worth it. We've actually doubled in the last three months. We keep doubling. We're able to keep up with that demand, but at slightly longer lead times than, frankly, we'll, we'll, we'd like yeah. to have long term. But, but one of the truly yeah. exciting things about this that we're working on with some of our customers 
is this the whole idea of sort of same day loading and kind of a kind of immediate finals. And because of the yep. Tylor material and Ultra and the one to one milling and the design protocols and stuff, like that all becomes possible over time with this material in, in ways that it just doesn't with other options. And that's yeah. exciting. I would say that's more kind of the midterm future than than today, but that's where we're all headed. So along with guided surgery, you'll be able to make the the bar in Crystal Ultra at that same time? Yeah, yeah. So you can design the bar in Trilor and the overdenture, right? And really it's a matter yeah. of like where are the implants placed? Right. So because because remember we, we talked about how you can drill out the component parts for repairs. You can do you can do similar yeah. things at surgery. Right. Or very immediately after surgery within that window before you have to put the final load in. And because the design time is relatively, relatively short, if you mill an ultra and a trilor at the same time with two machines, that's about a two hour cycle, another hour or two to finish. So, you know, if you design your system right, uh, you can you can make these very, very fast, which which allows for lots of interesting long-term dynamics related to um, these trends for, for, you know, for loading finals. So, you know, that part's pretty exciting and we're doing some different things. And so are some of our customers in that area. But I think over the next, you know, six, 12, 18 months, a, a lot of what we'll do and a lot of the machines that we'll put out at customer sites will, will be, uh, will be related to that strategy. So may I ask, um, cause this is one of the things I'm dealing with right now as a laboratory with clients do you guys have a remake policy on these cases? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah. So if a uh, restoration is conforming, which means it meets like our mandated design yeah. requirements, right? Yeah. Then we'll replace it for free. I, I think, uh, Roy, what, what is the what is our quoted warranty right now? It's five years. Five years, yeah. So Sweet. We'll, we'll replace the parts. We'll replace the restoration, yeah. basically for free. If it's outside the parameters, we'll notify people ahead of time, right? They can't leave legs too long, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Do you want us to continue? And then that'll, that points that out. But for conforming restorations, we'll give a five-year warranty. The nice yeah. thing about Crystal Ultra too, though, is we won't see as many because let's say you chewed on a steak, a steak bone, right? You go to your doctor and you cracked one of the, one of the, um, the teeth. He can, you can actually shave it down to a coping, prep an ultra crack put it right on top yeah, chair side, right? What? Oh, and then refit it. That is so cool. I love it. The lab that won't cool. see anywhere near the yeah. repairs because you don't have to repair it at the lab. And the dentist would rather just fix it for the patient right there. So, Heck yeah. Yeah, so our, our remakes are, are actually really small and, and getting smaller every day as we keep getting better and better about sign parameters and stuff. We've done We've done so many of these now that we're, we're getting really, really good at it. Yeah, and I think the specifications on where everything falls into and everything being ideal, you know, five years is excellent. But when you have to mess with anything or adjust anything or it's not parallel or you have to reduce any time, like I'm dealing right with my clients right now on that same thing. It's like any time that I'm going to be the doctor or I'm going to change something that you provided me, I agree. I don't think we should warranty it. You know, we can't, uh, we cannot be the doctor. So that's cool. I like that. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the trick for us with everything is communication. So just trying mm-hmm. to get on the phone with the, with our lab partners or with their doctors even, and be straight, be straightforward about, about the application. What you have to work with. Going on. Like doing that in the first 24 hours of receiving the case, not the last 24 hours when you're finishing it or later <laughs> on. 
Yeah. It sounds like you guys have the same issues we do. Huh. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. What's the uh, vertical clearance needed for these? Oh, that's a technical question. Holy moly. Hold on. Stop the press. That was a great question. Yeah, we we say uh, for restorations coming out of our lab, a minimum of 10 millimeters. That's uh, awesome, though. Okay. Because usual fixed hybrids need 15. Are we doing these on top of multi-abutments or directly to fixture? Multi-unit. So does that 10 millimeter include the multi-unit? If you only need 10 compared to the 15, that's huge. How can that not include multi-units? It's a fully loaded hybrid. It's a full It's a full arch. Sorry, but you can delete that. How can that not be multi-unit? No, it, no, it should, but Roy and I will always defer to our technical experts yeah. when you write that detail. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll grab Robert or Eli or one of those guys to help us answer that question. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. If not, like it's very close to that because they, they, they're right there at the bottom. The only thing you really see is a little lip on them. Yep. Which is still amazing because if you have someone going into a fixed hybrid and you want 15 and they don't give you 15, they give you 12, <laughs> this would be a great alternative mm-hmm. yeah. to that problem that we end up compromising the patient's want for fix. Which we know we always do. Yep. Yeah, this is this is neat yeah, stuff. Yeah, what's what's interesting, Elvis, is that often, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting for us. Often, the very first case we'll get is is like that lab's most difficult case. I go, well, why don't you try? Why don't you oh. try this this case? And and usually yeah. we can do it. And then usually that leads to doing more cases with them and getting getting them into it because yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of sort of subtle benefits like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pete. It's called passing on the problem. That's what That's it's right. called. Hey, bring it to us. We'll, if we can't do it, we'll tell you. We're not. We won't make that up. And what I love about it is, I can. I can't tell you how many full arch zirconias we've done that have been beautiful up until the minute we start firing it, and then you fired it again, yeah. and then again, yeah. and then it doesn't fit. Yep. And it drives me nuts. And this product not having to do that firing—that's huge. Yep. You don't have to account for any of the shrinkages. So it actually makes the whole process a lot more predictable and accurate. So that's that's another big benefit for the labs for sure. So let's move on real quick. Initially, you guys talked about FDA-approved in-lab abutment milling. Yes. Let's talk about that because that's a pretty big subject in our industry right now. And a lot of labs that used to mill their own abutments in their own lab don't because of the FDA issue. And I would like to say that I'm one of those laboratories that do not mill abutments anymore because of the FDA. I don't want to get spanked. So please do tell. That's a great question, Elvis. Yes. And, and Barbara, I'm, I think we're, I think we've talked with you guys about getting you into it and, uh, we, and yeah. we need to make that happen. So, so what we do is we have a partnership with a group called BioDenta. And uh, BioDenta has a really interesting 510K um, that allows them to set up subcontractors under their 510K, subcontract manufacturing companies, provided you use a validated process, which has been validated through BioDenta under the umbrella of their FDA, right? So ours is the only validated mill and validated system. We went through a a whole bunch of work. In fact, our our friend, Mr. Karpowitz, Cam and Cam, did a whole bunch of work with BioDenta on making sure that everything was validated within their process. And then what we can do is we go in to a lab, we set them up with our system, 
We validate their processes. They, they sign agreement with us and with BioDenta to adhere to those processes. They have to do all the sort of quality control stuff the FDA requires and that we require. Um, and, and then they're good to go. And, and we've done this now, gosh, countless major labs have moved in this direction. And, and, and really the BioDenta platform is, you know, most of the sort of things that are sort of off the IP protection, which is a, which is a very large chunk of the demand for a lab. And you can save a lot of money and you can more than that, you can save a lot of time and you can control your destiny with it. And you can feel a lot, you can feel all the confidence that you're doing this on the up and up. Uh, it's, cool. a, it's a pretty exciting program. It's been growing really rapidly for us. We've been doing it for three or four years now with labs. Yeah. I think confidence um, to be on the up and up is a really important point because, you know, people like us that were doing it, you know, the FDA's doing a lot more inspections. I know of five or six, I'm on the NADL board and so is Elvis. And um, they're definitely doing a lot more checks and balances and trying to get in to our industry. So those of you that are listening to us, take that to heart. They're involving themselves in getting to do what we do and getting to know what we do. So please be careful. And if you don't have that 510K, you need it or you need to use a company that has it. And usually when a lab starts working with us, the cycle... It, it may take three, four, or five months to sort of walk through everything, get everybody comfortable. Some of these companies we deal with are very large um, lab lab groups, and you know, get all of their technical people in there, going through everything. And, and we want them to. We want them to feel the confidence that we feel in, yep. in that part of the process with this. But once you turn that machine on, you'll never turn it off again. <laughs> it is uh, it is a money making machine for a lab. And, yeah. and if you think about digital dental, you know, like our goal is to help our labs get get better. And that's either reducing their costs or helping them grow. And, and this one, this one is a re- really significant value creator for a lab. And again, it's all tied around our milling technology and all that sort of thing. Good. So this abutment mill, do they mill blanks that have the interface already milled out? Yeah. You know, Elvis, I probably should have brought on... Uh, Kim or Cam for for that level of technical knowledge, okay. but uh, so I, I couldn't I could not tell you without making it up, and I'd hate to do that exact exactly how. No, that's fine. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty. Elvis tries to be a dental technician. Just saying, and setting you up with somebody, and uh, they could they would be happy to talk you through all the details. What was your question, Elvis? Well, if the abutment milling machines, do they go by blanks that already have the interface done or is it, or are those milled every Jesus. time? Jesus, are you getting smart on me or what? I would not have known to ask that question and I'm a technician. So good question. <laughs> we, we carry a massive inventory of different components that fit each, each implant system, right? So you buy the blanks and they're pretty much preformed and then the machine mills out the sort of custom fit to the gingiva. So you're not, you're not you're not getting like one big chunk of titanium that you're milling down, right? Each of them is specific for a specific implant program. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys cover every platform or all the big ones or? We cover about eight eight different platforms and and really I think it covers 85 or 90% of the implants place, but it's essentially everything that's off IP protection. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is 70% of the implants are copies off of four of the other implants. So. Exactly. And don't quote him on that. Like, we don't want to get in any trouble. 
So what's next for Digital Dental? Yeah, so so there there are some exciting things that we're working on. A, a lot of it relates to Ultra and the and just the derivations of that because we think we're maybe maybe eight to ten percent of the market for hybrid restorations, and I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be fifty to sixty percent with that material, just just given how revolutionary it is. So a lot of it is developing out uh, both sort of our lab services division putting systems into labs, you know, creating awareness for that, but but also all the R&D around same day loading and things like that. So that, that's probably, I would say for our company, what we'll do with Crystal Ultra for the next 18 months is the biggest part of what we're doing. But we're also doing some really interesting work in the digital denture space. Um, the mill that we developed that's good for Crystal Ultra is fantastic for milling digital dentures. And, and that's a really interesting market because it ties in with printing um, and different things that are going on there. But but if you if you print a base, for example, and want to mill Crystal Ultra teeth, really high end uh, multi layer Pima May teeth, if you want to mill a base to have a really high end denture, like we're developing all the technology to make that possible, um, and, and we we feel like as that market goes one hundred percent digital, there's going to be applications for print, there's going to be applications for milling. So we're doing a lot of work in that area, uh, which is pretty exciting for us as well. Awesome, sounds good. That's that 12-month deal that you alluded to so previously. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, is there anything else you guys want to cover? Uh, I think you got everything that was on my list. You know, Elvis and, uh, and Barbara, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate the chance to, to talk with you guys um, about this. We're obviously pretty excited about Digital Dental and some of the things that we're doing. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of this. You know, neither Roy nor I are lifers in uh, the dental space. Uh, honestly, I've been learning a lot just by... When Roy mentioned this, I started going through some of your episodes. I'm, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> oh, God, I hope you started here. at like episode 10 because we were a little flat in the first 10. I started with Rosie because I know Rosie. Oh, good. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then I going to move back from uh, from that. But Awesome. But th- thank you again. And, you know, Elvis, as you're editing or going through anything here, if there's any questions or clarifications or anything that didn't make sense um, or if we ramble too much on something and requote or whatever, just, just let us know. I think you guys did yeah. great personally. It was awesome. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. We, we tried to keep it going pretty flow and, you know, be a little bit real and a little bit this, and I didn't get bleeped at all, which I'm proud of. So, and I'm glad you guys came <laughs> on and, um, you know, told us about your company. I mean, it's, it's amazing to talk about and uh, to see what's coming down the future and what's happening now. So thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, th- thanks again. You guys have a great weekend. You too. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah, thank you. So did you know, guys, that Whipmix manufactures a full array of 3D print resins featuring the only FDA-cleared splint resin? The company-printed resin offering includes model materials in golden brown, ivory, white, and soon-to-be-available gray. And it also includes surgical guide, burnout, and custom tray materials. The latest resin in the group of printable resins is called Verisplint, which is the very first and presently only FDA cleared print material that prints quickly and results in an accurate and economical hard splint. Their customers can now print a full build platform in under one hour at a cost of just five to six dollars per splint. This exceptional resin has been validated by the FDA on a SEGA 
385NM DLP printers and is fully biocompatible. Have you started printing your splints yet? No, let's do it. Consider this. Printing them provides a considerably higher level of efficiency because it avoids several lengthy steps when compared with conventional methods. But most importantly, it brings a greater degree of design flexibility into the process, which improves both the lab and the patient's experience. Whether you're printing splints, models, surgical guides, casting patterns, or trays, consider increasing your productivity and your profitability with Whitmix Very Build Resins. Head over to Whitmix.com for more information. And thank you, Whitmix, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks again to Pete and Rory and all at Digital Dental. You know, about those in-lab abutments, we heard Gary Morgan talk about it on a few episodes ago. I think it was episode 67. And being the expert Gary is, he says that as long as you have a validated process that is 510K cleared by the FDA, you're good to go. Yeah, but you know how hard that is? <laughs> it sounds like Digital Dental does it for you. Oh, yeah, Exactly. Can you imagine a laboratory having a 510K? I'm not sure. I know Digital Dental and those guys, but um, I don't think uh, laboratories have 510Ks. So it's very good to go to another uh, source. Yeah, let another company do all the hard work. Yep. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) So check them out if milling your own abutments is your thing. And make sure you check out that Crystal Ultra at crystalultra.com slash voices for a discount on your case. Thanks for your support, Digital Dental. Thank you. We are coming up on convention season. And while Barb and I would like to go to the mall, we can't. Sadly, there is one that we are invited to, but we've already agreed to do another one. It's like that whole Lab Day West FDLA symposium deal that we had back in May. Our good friends at the OADL, also known as the Oregon Association of Dental Laboratories, is having a great two-day conference September 20th and 21st. They got some killer speakers at this event. They got Christy Neff, Step Toothmaster Bay, Tim Torbenson, Jamie Stover, John Marshall, Ruben Arbelio, Ruben Arebolo. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Ruben from Preet, <laughs> Logan Womer, and more. Head over to this episode's show notes to see the stellar lineup and to get registered. Sorry we couldn't be there, and we wish you the best of success. And thank you for inviting us. Maybe next year. Hopefully next year. Yeah, don't have it on the same day of other things. (laughs) Everyone, check your calendar before you line up an event. And we'd also like to welcome and thank our newest sponsor, Whitmix. We had Bernie on a couple weeks ago talking about the event. We are happy to partner up with a company that truly believes in our industry and has such a legacy of 100 years in the business. Thank you, Whitmix, for sponsoring our podcast. All right, everybody. We appreciate everyone who sponsored us during the race. Have a great Labor Day, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and um, be praying for me because the hurricane's supposed to be rolling over Florida this week. And, you know, they always make it look like it's going to be a catastrophe. And I, God bless it, is not a catastrophe, but... If you don't hear from me next week, you'll know that I'll be in Illinois with them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> if the hurricane hits, I'll be looking for a new co-host here on Voices from the... <laughs> yep. Good luck. All right. Goodbye. Have a good one. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.
<laughs> oh my god. All right, take 5. <laughs>